The word of the Lord from the Gospel lesson, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. The end of the world. The end of time. What are the images that come to your mind? Are they thoughts of excitement, happiness, fear, dread? share with you a couple of images that perhaps might come to mind for some people. When talking about the end of time, who could forget Chicken Little and those prophetic words, the sky is falling. And certainly there are those that may run around as if the sky is falling, but I have a feeling to many in our culture and society today the thought of the world coming to an end is taken as seriously as a cartoon like this. Another image perhaps brings a little more gravity to the situation. The Bible speaks about this world passing away. That when the Lord comes, in fact, that hungry flame shall ravage earth, as one of our hymns says. And it brings with it a sense of terror and foreboding. How many movies haven't been based on that premise of this world coming to an end and the apocalypse that that will bring? But there is still another image that could symbolize the end of the world. And as a proud football fan, having watched a game this afternoon, perhaps another loss is the, quote, end of the world to all of us Michigan fans who had to suffer through yet another poor performance. But as my wife tries to continue to encourage me to be reminded, it is only a game, and it is not the end of the world. Well, that's really not much comfort to me. But seriously, we do have the occasion before us to think about the end of the world because that's what our scriptures and that's what this season of the year allows us to do. To think about it, you noticed it in each of our scripture passages, the theme of the end of time coming, talking about the judgment happening. Of course, the Son of Man when he comes. Well, what exactly does scripture say about what would happen and what will take place when that time comes. Let's just go right to the scriptures, if you will, and have us try to understand precisely, as best as we can, what the Bible tells us. So based on that first words of our gospel lesson, when the Son of Man comes, well, let's answer the questions maybe not who, what, when, where, why in that order, but maybe who, when, Uh, what, how, why, something like that. But just follow me. 
So who? The Son of Man. Now, that's pretty easy to understand. If you're familiar with Scripture at all, and especially Jesus talking, he often refers to himself as the Son of Man. At least 30 times, just in the Gospels alone, does Jesus refer to himself as the Son of Man. He's talking about his very own return when he comes again. I will invite you, if you haven't already, find your sermon outline in your worship folder because that perhaps will help guide us through these, these questions that we'll be uh, answering in terms of who and now the question of when. When is this going to happen? You might recall that that's precisely one of the questions that the disciples came to Jesus with when he was talking about things that were in the future. And they were concerned and and confused. And they said, Jesus, when is this going to happen? Well, the hour is unknown. That's the word that we need to put in that blank. The hour is unknown. As... As Matthew 24, verse 42 puts it, Therefore, Jesus said, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. You don't know the day or the hour. But, Jesus said, you can look at some of the impending signs. In the Gospel of Matthew, that same chapter, chapter 24 If you're interested in seeing what Jesus says about what will take place before the end of time comes, I would invite you to look at that whole chapter. Because that is where Jesus says, you will see all kinds of things taking place. And yet, the end is still to happen. As Christians, we would do well to know what Jesus has told us about this, as it's referred to many times, the great and terrible day of the Lord. My friends, we are, in fact, in the last times. And we have been. Jesus says, stay awake, for you don't know when the end will be here. So if that's who and when, let's uh, talk a little bit about how is the end of the world going to happen. And one of the the things that we can answer about that is what the Scripture says, that, that the Son of Man, that Jesus will come on the clouds. A couple times in Scripture it is referenced this way. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with power and great glory. Again, from Matthew chapter 24. And then from Revelation, Behold, he is coming on the clouds, and every eye will see him. Can't imagine what that will be like. But that's how it's going to be. The Son of Man coming on the clouds. But not alone. For we know that Bible tells us that he will also come with angels and trumpet with angels and trumpet. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven, we read in 1 Thessalonians 4. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, 
and with the sound of the trumpet of God. I don't know how silly this may sound, but I can remember as a kid reading passages like that and being a very young trumpet player who uh, enjoyed those moments of playing the trumpet. I always thought, wouldn't it be cool to be the one that gets to sound the trumpet when Christ returns? I don't think he's going to choose me, really. And not just because my my trumpet playing isn't all that great, but uh, I think the Lord has uh, some other plans in store. We also know that um, when the end comes, that the Lord, it says, will send out his angels in order to prepare for yet another thing that will take place on the last day. So if we know who and when and how, well, what exactly will be when the Lord comes again? The end of time. Well, the first thing we know, that there will be the resurrection of the body. And if there's no other word or concept that you uh, can take home with you from this message this evening, please take that one home. Because I believe that as Christians, and maybe specifically as Lutheran Christians, we have not emphasized enough what the Bible clearly teaches about the end of time. And that is the body will be raised. And it's not talking about Jesus' body. For we know that he already has been raised. But when we said the Apostles' Creed before... Do you remember what we said there at the third article, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting? He's talking about the bodies, yes, the deceased, lifeless, deteriorated bodies of all people. The resurrection of the body. There are any number of Bible passages that we could go to for this, but I simply chose one from the Old Testament, Daniel 12, verse 2, which says this, those who dwell in the dust of the earth, namely those who have died, will awake. It will happen. As bizarre and as crazy as it sounds and as otherworldly as it may seem, the cemeteries, any place where the dead have been buried will be anything but peaceful and quiet on the last day when the Son of Man comes. The resurrection of the body. Another thing the Bible tells us that will happen when the Son of Man comes is the rapture. And that is clearly taught again in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 where it says this, then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the air, in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. So after the bodies of all people will be raised from the dead, they will also be caught up, and anyone who is alive on earth when the Son of Man comes with the clouds will be caught up together in the air. That's what the word rapture literally means. And yes, it's true. 
even Missouri Synod Lutherans believe in the rapture. Now, some of our other Christian friends seem to have monopolized this term and seem to have indicated that if you believe in the rapture, then you also must believe in everything else about their belief about the end of time. But the challenge is here that when we read and study the scriptures, we discover that the rapture happens when Christ comes again and not separated from the end of time like others may teach. And so, yes, we believe in the rapture when God's people who have been raised from the dead and who are still living will actually go up into the clouds to meet the Lord as he returns to earth for the final defeat of death and the devil. And that's our point C of what happens on the last day. The final defeat of death and the devil. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. That was from our epistle reading from 1 Corinthians 15. That is what's going to happen. In this life, death still has something to say to all of us. And in some ways, it may look that death gets the last laugh. But not so for God's people. There will come a day when the last enemy to be destroyed is, in fact, death. Another passage says this, that death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives, up, gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Swallow up death forever. Can you imagine? I can't either. But it's true. And finally, we hear this verse about the defeat of the devil. The one who is always against us, always pestering, tormenting, tempting, and making our lives, yes, miserable. We go to the book of Revelation for this, and it says this, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur and will be tormented day and night forever and ever. The final victory over the devil will happen on that day. In the meantime, we need always to be reminded that when the devil tempts us, he is ultimately defeated. He does not have the power over us that says it is inevitable that you must sin. After all, you are a sinful human being and you can't fight temptation and so forth. No, those are lies. By the power of God's Holy Spirit who has been given to Evelyn, but who has also been given to each one of us, we can, in fact, fight our defeated foe and win with Jesus the victory over sin. But one thing else, and this brings us to our gospel lesson, one thing else will take place on that day when the Son of Man returns. There will, in fact, be a public judgment based on works. Now, let me say that again. A public 
judgment based on works. I think this section from Matthew chapter 25 and the other places that it comes where it says he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And then again in Revelation it says this, Then I saw a great white throne and him who is seated on it. And the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. And books were opened and the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. Now, at this point, many Lutherans scratch their head and wonder and say, wait a minute, isn't the whole truth of the Bible that Martin Luther restored to the church the fact that we are not going to heaven on the basis of what we have done, but rather on the basis of faith in Jesus Christ alone? That's true. Absolutely. But the Bible clearly teaches that at the end of time, all people will be shown to have been judged correctly already by the Almighty God. You'll notice in the parable that Jesus gave us in our gospel lesson that the king separates the sheep from the goats and puts them on the right and the left before the evidence is presented in the court of law. You see, the evidence that is presented in the court of law on that last day is to demonstrate that God's judgment on the basis of faith is, in fact, the right one. Because you see, you and me, we do all of those things that were mentioned in that parable about feeding the hungry and caring for the sick and being with those who are in prison and so forth. Not because that we can then get to heaven, but because we are already going to heaven. Does this passage, this parable, this judgment on the basis of works frighten you? Does it make you think twice? Well, perhaps maybe it should. Perhaps it should remind us of what the life of God's people should look like. You and I who have been redeemed, who are going to heaven, this is now how we demonstrate that faith in how we live. By serving God and serving even the least of these brothers of Jesus. And so that brings us to really the ultimate question about why. <laughs> why is the Son of Man returning and coming in his glory for judgment? Well, I think we find the answer for that in our Old Testament lesson. Because at first, one of the reasons he's doing this is to rescue the sheep. Ezekiel says it this way, So I will send out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. Does Judgment Day scare you? Does the thought of the end of time and the end of the world concern you and make you nervous? You're not alone. But hear the word of the Lord. You are one of God's sheep. 
And he is a shepherd who is going to search you out to find you and to rescue you from what is to come. And the other reason that um, God does this is because he loves the sheep. This is how he says it with Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 16. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, I will strengthen the weak. And may we add in there as well, and I will forgive those who have sinned, and I will wash those who are stained, and I will cleanse and purify in the blood of my son, the lamb, so that they will be white because I love them. When the Son of Man comes, <laughs> there's a lot there to think about. But children of God, be encouraged. Do not let sin have its reign in you, but rather recognize what the end of time is. Nothing but a fulfillment of God's great plan of salvation for his people in Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.